today on Real Life Radio. You pick up that truth and you walk through this life bearing that truth. And what happens when you bear that truth? Christian, listen. When you and I bear that truth, this is what happens. Daily means every day, not Sunday only. Every day. Follow means we receive and experience everything and anything in association with the name of Jesus. This is Real Life. Welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. I'm David J. thanking you for joining us today as we listen, learn, and are challenged by God's Word, the Bible. On today's edition of Real Life Radio, Pastor Jack now continues his series called The Gospel of Luke with a message titled, What Do You Think About Jesus Christ? Part 2. You know, this series on the Gospel of Luke is a series that gives us both the humanity and the divinity of Jesus Christ, as only Luke, who, by the way, was a physician, could actually do. Now, here as we continue in chapter 9, we'll consider what people think about who Jesus is. You see, last time in part one of this message, we were listening to Jesus challenge his disciples. He asked them, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, the Christ of God, the sole savior of mankind. So today on this part of the message, Pastor Jack goes on to say that you and I can be confident in the fact that Jesus accepts us. But do we accept him? Are we willing to take on his name and stand resolute in the face of ridicule? What we think about Jesus means everything when we call Jesus our Lord. Now, in his message called, What Do You Think About Jesus Christ? Part 2, here's pastor and Bible teacher Jack Hibbs. Verse 25, For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? It's not going to help you in the end. As a human being, look, I jotted this down in my notes for me. I'll let you in on some private thoughts. If, 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 it, if it blesses you, great. If it offends you, don't be offended. It's my thought. As a human being, where did I get the idea that I can control my life and do a good job of it? Growing up God-less or God-little, truth is, we're not very good at managing our lives. And I looked at that. I wrote that down because when I was praying over this message, that's what thought came to my mind. Where did I get the idea that I even had the controls of my life to begin with. Where did that come from? Right from the very start of Jack's little life, I started with a false assumption. I'm in control. Isn't it funny, we used to dress up, five years old, we used to dress up in our father's army gear and walk around, think we were, and don't look at me, girls, you used to dress up in your mom's dress with the high heels and click, click, and act all big, call the shots. I'm in control. And you can see the little personalities, by the way, coming out really early in little kids. Where did we learn? Where did we ever think that we were the ones in control? We kind of grew into it, huh? We kind of just grew right into it. Those shoes that were that big and our little feet like that, the feet grew, 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 grew into the shoe and then we assumed, I am in control. Wow, look at me. Think about it. Where in the world did Jack ever get that idea that he was ever in control? Isn't that funny? And yet, if I grew up without God, or if I grew up, grew up with a little bit of God, someone's going to be in control. And Jesus says, when we are, we will attempt to amass things to ourselves. We create a little kingdom, but in the end, it cannot save us. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, 1 Timothy 6, 10, it says, for the love of money, not money, but the love of money is a root to all kinds of evil, 
for which some have strayed from the faith. Yikes, that means money, the love of money can pull you off your path of faith. In their greediness, and they have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Wow. All because of the love of money or the love of things. And then fourth and final point, verses 26 to 27. What do you think about Jesus Christ? Are you willing to take on his name? Are you willing to take on his name? Now, there's a little play on words here. I didn't mean it to be. Are you willing to take on his name? What does that mean to you? Um, Those of you who are like in marketing or sales or a a rep of some company, you have a name tag when you go to like a convention or something, right? You have a name tag, DuPont or IBM. It says IBM, usually it's over your name, right? It's it's the first thing, the I falling downward as the I goes. What does it hit first? Not your name. The company doesn't want your name first. The company wants its name first. IBM, and then under there somewhere is your name. You have taken on the name of IBM, and it's pinned to you. So you walk around, and you are IBM in that little spot, in that little moment, and my name is Jack. IBM Jack. To take on that name. That's certainly what we're talking about in the context of our study, but some people, if they don't take on his name, then they'll take on his name. When I say take on his name, I mean, all right, God, It's you and I. Best of 12 rounds. (laughs) Oh, you sure you want to do that? Because here's what it comes down to. Truly, you either take on his name or you take on his name. You either say Jesus is Lord or he's not in your life. He is, no matter what your opinion is. It's best to agree with God. You say, well, he's forcing me. No, he's not forcing you. He honors your decision. So take on his name, or you'll take on his name. How so? Jesus said, verse 26, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in his glory and in his Father's and the holy angels when he comes back. By the way, mark this, my friend. No prophet, no just a prophet, could ever fulfill verse 26. This Jesus who is God in flesh is coming again. But I tell you, truly, there are some standing here who will not taste of death till they see the kingdom of God come. When he says, for whoever is ashamed, amazing word. The word means to cringe, to disfigure your face, to turn away, or to look the other way. To be ashamed of. If somebody says, are you a Christian? And you go, well, I mean, you know, I, I, ooh, you're cringing. Do you remember Peter, when Peter denied Jesus, and then it was the first denial, then a few moments later, second denial, a few moments later, maybe an hour or so later, the third denial. Did you notice that with each denial, he escalated his his turning away from Jesus? (laughs) He cringed. Aren't you glad? Listen, he cringed when they associated him with Jesus. He said, Peter did a very bad thing. Yes, he did, he did do a very bad thing. Have I not done the same thing? And don't look at me so holy either. 
Because listen, if somebody says, hey, you want to hear a dirty joke? Oh, there was this guy, and he had, and, and we stand there and go, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> By not being salt and light, we're agreeing with it. When the tax man says, you know, just, you know, just say this here in this box, just say this, you know, they'll never check this. We're denying him. It's that thing that we do for our comfort and our protection. And here's this thing going on on mere human terms. We enter into it and then we are actually sinning against the God of heaven and earth. And we need his forgiveness, no doubt about it. Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes. It's a strong thing. I believe, and I want to be careful how I say this. In this 21st century that you and I are living in, I believe that you and I are living in the opening days of apostasy. You guys, you've read your Bible, right? And you know what apostasy means there in the Bible? That in the last days there's gonna be increased apostasy. That is people who will not cling to the faith, they'll walk away from it or they'll redefine it and they will gather to themselves teachers, it says, that tickle their ears. Jeremiah put it this way. They just wanna hear from people that tell them what they wanna know, what they wanna hear. We live in that world now and it's getting worse. Having said that, you and I, all of us will be tempted in this area. Will we be able to stand there when they begin to mock and ridicule us on TV and in person and on the street and maybe even here in this building, who knows? Will we be able to take it? Church, our Christian brothers and sisters are taking it right now in various parts of the world. Look at what's happened in, in, in Sudan. Look what happened in Sierra Leone. Look what happened, happened in Nigeria and Iberia. Look what's happened in other places of Africa. And the world and the UN turns its face away and America turns its face away. And when you go through all of the junk that you read about in the newspapers and the internet and you get all the way down to the, to the question, is why is this happening? To those people, you get the answer. And nobody wants to say it. People are killing Christians by the tens of thousands. Over 200,000 Christians a year are being killed. Well over 200,000 a year. Why? Because they're not ashamed to be associated with the name of Jesus. And I think we're living in some pretty hostile times. Listen, are you guys awake? We're almost done. Are you guys okay? You're going to want to write this down. Can we really be living in hostile times? Can we really be living in a time, Jesus said that there would come a time when, unless he came back and stopped the direction of the planet, there would be no flesh left on earth. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, persecutions would break out more and more before the end. On Sunday nights, you've been learning how much Islam is being taught in your children's school right here in town. Children assuming names and wearing the robes and, going and speaking Arabic terms in your class here. Why? What does it mean? Where are we going? Quran chapter nine, verse five. Quran chapter nine, verse five says, now remember, the Quran's a relatively new book compared to the Bible. Fastest growing faith on the earth. 
Slay the infidels, the Christians and the Jews, wherever you find them. Take them captive and besiege them and prepare them for an ambush. Quran 5, verse 33. Surah 5:33. The only reward of those who make war against Allah, that's the God of the Quran, and his messenger Muhammad, and strive after corruption in the land, will be killed, crucified, or have their hands and feet cut off on alternate sides. You say, well, that would never happen. It's happening all over right now. Tell it to the people in the Philippines, in Malaysia, and in the Middle East. Why am I citing this? Because there are those who believe in persecution. Didn't Jesus say in the end there'll be those who are going to kill you and they think they're doing God a favor for doing it? <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? He said, Jack, that can't be. I don't want to hear this. I understand that. That's why I'm saying it. Are you willing to take on his name? You can be resolute, my friend, in the face of ridicule. Jesus said, for whoever is ashamed of me and my words. We don't have to be. He's with us, church. Number two, you and I can be confident with his acceptance. Jesus said, if you come to me, I will in no wise turn you away. Church, one of the reasons why you and I are uncomfortable in this world is because we see this world as our home. It's not our home. And then finally, you can be trusting him for the rest of your life. When Jesus said this, I tell you of the truth, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come. Well, I said, man, that's awesome. But did that even happen? Yeah, it happened, but we need to understand. In fact, we'll get into it in the next few weeks with the continuance of chapter nine, but... Um, and we'll explain it in more detail. The point that I want to draw to your attention right now is that we can have confidence in his acceptance. Jesus accepts you. When you come to Jesus and you say, I, I want you, Lord. Listen, you guys know the requirement now. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. Can you say that this morning? I don't mean just say it, but do you mean it? If you mean that, then you don't have to be afraid or uh, cower when you're ridiculed. Last week when we had that man disrupt the service and, and shout and all the stuff that he did and I was talking to him afterward as actually talking to him during and the things that, that he was saying did not want anything to do with Jesus Christ, did not want anything to do with the Bible. Denied that Jesus Christ is the Christ and denied that he's the son of God. What do I do? I'm on my knees trying to hold the guy's hand, pleading with him, pleading with him, please, what will you do with your sins without Jesus? He had no answer for that, but he said, I don't want Jesus, I don't want anything to do with Jesus. Jesus is not the Jesus that I believe in. The Christian heart breaks over that. You say, well, Jack, I've never shouted such a thing. But is it in your heart to deny him? Or is it in your heart this morning to say, you are the Christ? See, Jesus' name is not a curse word. His name is the name of eternal life. Yes, these things that have been announced are hard, but they're biblical. They're serious things. So is your life. So is your eternity serious things. 
we're done. You can close your Bibles. I, I will not do what I'm going to tell you about here. I won't do it. I want to do it, but I won't do it. And that would be this morning, if I were to say, all those, you, you know you're a Christian, you know you're born again, you can stand to your feet. There would be those that would not know what to do about that. They're not sure. They don't know. They don't know if they died today that they would go to heaven. They don't know that for sure. So they would be very uncomfortable and, and I, I don't want to do that. But just the suggestion of it puts a little bit of terror. And, and listen, I'm just a little silly little man, but the Bible says Jesus will come again someday. And he said, whoever's for me, whoever acknowledges me, I will acknowledge before my Father which is in heaven. And whoever denies me, refuses me, I must deny or refuse him before my Father which is in heaven. Man. We pick up the phone all the time and we dial a number. Maybe it's your favorite restaurant. And you say, can you please reserve a table for two? The name? Jack. And when we finally get through the traffic and when we finally get through all the stoplights and finally get through all of the stuff, what do we expect on the other end? When we get the car in the parking lot, we, what, we don't have to run to the door. We make our way to the door. Why? Because we're confident. There is a reservation. And we walk up and there's people sitting down. You ever been there? There are people sitting down. They're all waiting. They're asking, how long's the wait? Hour and a half. We were at a restaurant in Costa Mesa, Maggiano's. Have you been to Maggiano's? You walk in there. We walked in there one day. We had reservation. Walked in there one day, and it was a three and a half hour wait. And these people are going, what? What? There are some people sitting there hoping, you know, I think I'll be hungry in three and a half hours. <laughs> and then if they're holding a table for you, what do you do? You walk in. You look at everybody. I mean, you just look nicely at everybody. Hi. <laughs> Walk up, and you stand there, and you've got the password. Guess can I help you? My name's Jack. Table for two, six o'clock. <laughs> Come right this way. Listen, that's exactly how it works. Yes, I'd like to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Password, Jesus. <laughs> my name's Jack. Thank you very much. Um, I'll get there whenever I get there. That's up to him. Until then, I'm en route, <laughs> called life. When that moment comes, the Bible says angels escort us into the presence of God. They take us to his presence. Name, please. My name's Jack, but the reservation's under Jesus. Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the Bible says, and there an entrance shall be made open for you. That is huge, a grand entrance. They not only say, right this way, please. Not, no cool angel goes, hey, follow me. Just watch my wings, let's go. <laughs> not that, not that. What's your name? Jack, my reservation's in the name of Jesus, the son of God. Trumpets go, the doors swing open. We're gonna see people that we've known in Christ. There's gonna be angels flying, a table that goes for who knows how long, full of food. Jesus said, I'm gonna sup 
there and drink with you and eat with you and we're gonna rejoice before the throne. Oh, this is open, there's a fanfare. Oh my goodness, come on, can you imagine? Or it will be, Jesus said, if you don't do that, the Bible says you'll be taken away into everlasting darkness. Who wants that? Please choose. The choice is yours. Father, we thank you for your word. So perfect for where we're at because it upsets us, then it turns and comforts us, then it turns and it pokes us, then it pulls us up, it pushes us along, makes us sore, gives us peace. Your amazing word. Oh, God in heaven, I pray, Lord, right now that you would forgive me for the fumbleness, Lord, of this presentation, but your truth would be honored in the hearts of people today. And Lord, that you would move in this sanctuary. Or for those that are listening in, Father, please, intensify the truth here, Lord God, that you're not interested in church, playing games, religiosity, membership of things getting stamped or a name written on a roster. No. Remind us this morning, it's between you and this person. It's between you and I. My friend, if you have heard the voice of God in this message this morning, you didn't hear an audible voice, I understand that, but your heart got, got hooked. It's pierced even now. And you want to be forgiven of your sins and declare today, Jesus Christ is Lord. If that's what you would believe and say today, if that's your decision now, while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, will you acknowledge Christ today by raising your hand, whoever you might be? If you have felt the presence of God stir in your heart, at this moment, the eternal eyes of God are upon our soul. And this is your opportunity to acknowledge him before men or to deny him. God bless you, sir. You can put your hand down in the back. Anyone else? Anyone else? God bless you. Father, we pray for these that have raised their hands, Lord, and we ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, that you'd fill them with your peace, with your love, God, with your joy. Lord, that you would expose to them the fact that because Jesus went to the cross and they embraced that truth, the truth of God, that your Bible tells us that all those who acknowledge you before men, you will acknowledge before the Father which is in heaven. And Lord, this morning, I pray that the truth, the reality, the fact that your Bible says that their sins have been taken away from them and that from this moment on as they walk with you, they now from this moment on as they walk this life experience your fullness and your joy and your peace and your salvation. Father God, we thank you for these decisions. And Father, we pray that your absolute blessings upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor and Bible teacher, Jack Hibbs, here on Real Life Radio with his message called, What Do You Think About Jesus Christ? Part 2. Thanks for spending some time with us today. You know, this message is just part of Pastor Jack's series called The Gospel of Luke. It's a series on the book of Luke and the unveiling of Jesus Christ to this world. 
and we'll continue on the next edition of Real Life Radio. You know, God has an amazing inheritance waiting for us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and He wants you to know all about it. Salvation is only possible for those who give their lives to Jesus Christ. But if you're not sure how to go about that, why don't you let us help? Simply go to our website, jackhibbs.com, click on that tab that says No God, that's spelled out K-N-O-W, God. Now, once you're there, you'll find the full meaning of what salvation in Jesus Christ is all about. There's even a way for you to email us and tell us all about your decision to follow Christ. Again, that's the tab labeled No God, and you'll find it at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. This program is made possible by the generous contributions of you, our listeners. Visit us at jackhibbs.com. That's jackhibbs.com. Until next time, Pastor Jack Hibbs and all of us here at Real Life Radio wish for you solid and steady growth in Christ and in His Word. We'll see you next time here on Real Life Radio.